First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 655 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast. Joining me on the show today is George Murdoch, much better known by his wrestling ring name, Tyrus. Tyrus is an NWA wrestler. He is also a contributor to Gutfield on the Fox News channel. He's a New York Times bestselling author of Just Tyrus, a memoir. He's an actor, a comedian. He does it all. And the Gutfield show is just crushing the late night ratings. Uh, Greg Gutfield and, and Tyrus are over there really just killing it. They are consistently beating all the late night guys like Steve Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. It has been Gutfield all the way. Now, Tyrus's fatherhood journey is very unique here. Uh, it's not the way I think he would like to have had it play out. He has multiple children from multiple women. I know there are many dads out there that are in that same position. I think the way Tyrus is going about his business is first class. That's why I'm glad that he was able to sit down and talk with me on the podcast today. So if you are in a similar situation, listen up. Tyrus has a great philosophy. He's a first class father. I'm honored to have him on the podcast today. Tyrus will be here with me in just a few minutes. So please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Tyrus was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. If you'd like to watch today's conversation between the professional wrestler and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Okay, and there is a lot going on next week. It is Election Day. We got Veterans Day. I got some great guests that are going to be joining me here on the podcast. Senator Ted Cruz is going to be here for an Election Day special. I sit down with Ted Cruz, have a great conversation about fatherhood and all the things that are really affecting parents in the political world. As we know, the midterms uh, are a huge deal. So we're going to be talking all about that, all about fatherhood and more. And later in the week, I got two dads joining me. Uh, Veterans Day is something you guys know I'm passionate about. I love and respect our armed forces, our military members, our veterans. And you guys know I love the Navy SEALs. Mike Monsoor is a Navy SEAL who was awarded the Medal of Honor posthumously after jumping on a grenade to save his teammates. And next week, I will be joined here by his father, George Monsoor, gold star father, first class father. So I hope you will tune in for that. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace for all the other upcoming guest announcements. And if you could help me out, please spread the word about the podcast or you follow in your neighborhood from your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know it. Father's Day is every day right here on the podcast. And here we go straight up. My interview with Tyrus on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father Tyrus. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. Let's start like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Uh, I got four. Uh, and I got uh, three 11-year-olds and uh, an 8-year-old. What's the breakdown? Um, I got one boy and three girls. So he's he's vastly outnumbered. <laughs> well, I, I got it the opposite of you. I got four. I have three boys, then got the girl on the fourth try. So uh, I got the reversal. Yeah, I think... Um, I think it's better when it's you got more boys than girls because I feel like the boys kind of rally around and protect the sister, whereas the the poor boy seems to be the target um, of constant uh, like being 
he can never make a decision without approval of the group. And uh, so he's always kind of, I always just say, just, just stay next to dad. <laughs> well, no doubt each he's one. He's taller than them, so he's got that going for him, but, you know. Yeah, each way you have it, it presents a certain number of challenges and always looks easier on the other side for sure. So yeah. uh, if you could hear Tyrus, please just take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Um, well, currently I'm a Fox News contributor and uh, I wrestle for the NWA, I'm currently the world television champion for them. I act, I do movies I've been doing. Uh, I got Tyrus live stand up shows. I just finished one in Greensboro and I have one coming up November 4th. Uh, in New Orleans at the Orpheum, and uh, in a prior life, I wrestled in the WWE for about, uh, I think, about eight, ten years or something like that. So, uh, but uh, right now, I have the number one show uh, in late night comedy, the Got Phil Show, and um, doing a bunch of the Five, and and uh, I got a podcast, uh, Tyrus and Tim. So, uh, jack of all trades, master of some, but uh, I stay busy. A lot of jobs or a lot of hats. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, you got that bio down pretty good. And you guys are crushing it on Gutfield, man. It's amazing to watch what has happened with that uh, show just over the last year, really. I mean, how it's taken over really late night. So props to you for that. And take me back then, if you could, to the beginning of your fatherhood journey, Tyrus. How old were you when you became a dad? And how did that experience change your perspective on life? So for me, uh, fatherhood was not an easy um, adjustment. And I had spent my 20s and uh, my early 30s uh, without any kids. And I worked on the road, I traveled on the road. I had, I had very little uh, relationships or connections. And, um, you know, and uh, I guess I forgot, I'm also a New York Times bestselling author, but one of the things I wrote about in my book uh, in, in my childhood was my inability to sustain connections uh, with people. I always found, I always, and a lot of it was self-sabotage. You know, I would just find something somebody said like four months ago and turn it into a major event just to, you know, to end the relationship. I guess there was a lot of control in that. So that is not a good recipe uh, for fatherhood. And um, uh, I was married and we were trying to have children, but we were unable to. And when she went to the fertility clinic, they said that she was fine. And I just got defensive and said, obviously it's me. And so I didn't think I could have children. So when we got divorced or whatever, uh, which is, again, never a good thing. And uh, you just kind of go through, uh, went through a little wild, crazy party in time. And then within three months, I got three phone calls. And um, apparently the fertility clinic was wrong because it wasn't me. Um, but so um, all of a sudden I go from uh, no real other than, you know, my own commitments and my own responsibilities to having uh, three responsibilities and um it was not an easy adjustment and life on the road is hard it's hard to be present when you're on the road you have to really uh find ways but uh once um my kids were here um there was a slight period of where i was just a lot of just dealing with my own issues and and you know worrying more about how much child support was going to be than how much time i was going to put in and and those type of things and it was a real struggle and had to grow up a lot uh, and you don't realize how much responsibility goes into being an active dad and uh, unfortunately I didn't have a wasn't like I could pick up the phone and, and call my parents for advice uh, I didn't that wasn't an option for me so I kind of had to learn uh, on the fly which is always not you know you're gonna make a lot of mistakes so but um, as as they as time got on and I was able to get more comfortable and more confident and um, didn't really worry about outside noise and spending time with my kids became 
um, my passion and being able to take care of my kids at a high level uh, also became my passion. So, um, and as they grow, you grow. And it's amazing. I still work on the road. I'm on the road, but um, FaceTime is amazing. Like the modern technology, uh, I'm a FaceTime dad uh, full time. Uh, usually I finish my show around seven o'clock. I'm in my hotel room by 745. If I don't have homework going, if everyone's got their stuff together, we got Fortnite, you know, uh, so I'm online on my switch with all my kids playing and, and, um, you know, you spend a lot of time just sometimes I'm just on FaceTime while they're just going about their day. And, uh, so I use as much modern technology as I can, because, uh, another downside is I have four kids in four different States. So it's a lot of traveling and stuff and, uh, trying to make, trying to make everything work. So it's a, it's a constant challenge, but, um, my relationship with my kids is, is phenomenal. I couldn't ask for more, uh, more fun, more, uh, well-behaved kids than I have. I've got lucky in that aspect of things. I mean, there's still things as a dad, uh, you, you keep, it cracks you up because you see mirror reflections of yourself, especially, uh, in the strangest places like, uh, my youngest, my eight-year-old, she is literally the spinning image of me uh, in terms of like her attitude and how she looks at things. And it just cracks me up because um, and my son is more uh, he's more patient. He's kind of sweet in, in the sense of like he always looks at everything in a positive aspect. And um, my other daughters are the same way. They're very positive. And sometimes for me that I struggle with that because I wasn't. But then I forget because I'm doing my part. They don't have to be negative. They don't have to go through. Uh, the things that I went through and it's not just success or just sending money. It's being there and being present, working with the moms and uh, just trying to be a good dad. And it's a, it's a full-time job, but it is the most rewarding job I have. And uh, I don't think a day goes by where I'm not learning something new or, you know, it's just a, it's a, I need them as much as they need me. Uh, I know it keeps me grounded, keeps me focused. uh, And they're at that age where they're, curious about everything that you know every one of them wants their own youtube show every one of them wants to be then in their own uh whether they want to be a professional wrestler like their dad or they want to be on tv like their dad so it's a lot of fun showing them those ropes and stuff at the same time uh being the disciplinarian because i'm the one who asks when they get in trouble at school uh they got they wait for the phone call from me and then we got to sit down and figure it out although my my uh the illusion of my bark is way more uh, than my actual bite. So, uh, it's, it's, it's something that I'm very, I'm very proud to be a dad, but, um, to tell you that it wasn't a, a mental battle and I had to really step up, um, cause it's very easy, especially when you work on the road, especially when you're in, uh, attention seeking jobs, like what I have very easily, Hours can turn to days, days can turn to months, and there's always the, you know, I see a lot of the excuses from dads, and I understand why dads leave. I understand them. Doesn't mean, it, you know, and I always thought, well, you know what? I think you can fight for your kids no matter how difficult it is. Sometimes dealing with the other side, whether it's your fault, or their fault, you know, either way, uh, you got to find a way to stay there because it's the kids. They need dads. You know, we are um, valuable. We don't get much credit for it, but it's not a job that you should get a lot of credit for. But uh, it is a constant learn. I'm learning all the time, and um, 
it's the it's the greatest job I ever had. And it's- yeah, I'll tell you what, Tyrus, very well said. And, and your testimony is so important because uh, right now, I mean, I talk on this show all the time about the fatherless crisis that we have going on with so many kids that have no father or father figure in their life. And the, the family court system in this country is a big one of the biggest reasons for that, that I know we want everything to be equal in this country. But in the family court system, it's not equal. Dads are forced out of the picture so many times. And it's the number one email that I get from dads all over the country about their horror stories that they go through trying to be involved in their kids lives. But the other part of that is so many dads just throw their hands up and walk away from situations like this. And it leaves the kid in the worst possible situation. So the fact that you are present and what you are doing is a great testimony to so, for so many other dads out there, and you can see, hey, if you can do it, they can do it. So uh, props to you for that. And I know you mentioned, too, you're a New York Times bestselling author. Oh, you know, you make such a great point. It, it is tough, and you're always going to be the bad guy. Um, you know, that's kind of the hat we wear as, as, as dads. And, you know, I've been there. I've been at that point. Uh, because you understand when you have four children by four different people, you're going to have peaks and valleys and you're going to go through times when all of a sudden everything you say or do is wrong or there is an argument or an issue. And it always seems for dads. And again, uh, it seems that the, the kids always kind of end up being the bargaining chip and you got to really work hard to avoid that. And a lot of times as dads, you have to look at um, what's more important, you know, winning the argument or getting time with your kids. And I know you're going to say, well, you know, dads make mistakes too. I'm not, and I'm not saying that we're innocent. I'm not saying we don't make mistakes. Obviously, we make mistakes. It takes two people for a relationship to fail. But um, once I took my ego out of it, and it's not easy, but once I took my ego out of it, uh, made, and I think this is the most important thing, and it's just my opinion. But once you make uh, amends with the relationship ending and respecting that the relationship has ended, uh, a lot of times from what I've seen on the outside looking in is one or more of the parents is still holding on to the relationship. So you got to come, you, you got to come, uh, you got to make amends with it. You got to let it go. Uh, because if you're bitter, the only ones who really suffer are, are, are the kids, you know, and you don't, and you also don't want to spend your time interviewing your children about what their mom's doing. You know, you don't want to be, if you're in it for your kids, you're in it for your kids and you got to have you got to be a role model and you have to lead by example. And sometimes it sucks. It, it really does. There's times when I really feel strongly about something. But uh, instead of arguing with the mom, I'll just concede it and explain to the kids uh, when I'm in that situation, why it didn't work out. And you, But that's part of um, being a man is being able to excel. When people aren't cheering for you, when the when the when your back's against the wall, when somebody uh, is still bitter or hurt by your actions or whatever, it doesn't stop your dad time clock, you know. And um, you can't get that time back. And and there's there's times I've missed out on things with my kids when I've been fighting and arguing with the moms, and I've missed moments. And and, and you can't get those back. You can get new moments by fighting through and showing up. And that's what you should dwell on you can't fix the past but you can improve your future and so for dads it's just about reminding yourself that this is about my child and finding to see my child and sometimes it means not um picking your battles and you're not going to win every fight and sometimes as we like to say in wrestling leading from underneath um 
the guy who's getting beat up is leading the show is sometimes not a bad uh, not a bad mindset because at the end of the day, uh, it's about getting time with your kids, and that's what should be the focus. And again, there's nightmares and there's horror stories on both sides. And and uh, I've like I said, I have a few friends who like have one of them hasn't seen his, uh, his son in over a year, and that's that's uh, a nightmare. But you know, at the same time, I'm like, are you putting money away every month for him? Are you writing letters about his Christmas presents. Are you going to be able, because there's going to come a point where you're going to see him and you want to be able to show him that he was in your thoughts and your prayers and you loved him and you were fighting for him because that goes a long way for kids because they don't know. They don't, a lot of times only hear one side of the story. And when you come on and you start wasting your valuable time fighting over the side of the story that they're going to hear every day, you're better off being able to just present them. Here's what your dad does. I love you very much doing everything I can to spend time with you. You know, you call every day. If you get hung up on every day, you still call every day because eventually you're going to catch them slipping and they're just going to let you, you just keep, you keep at it and you don't give up. Uh, and again, you're going to feel terrible. You're going to have people around you who say, just move on. You've done everything you can. I've heard every excuse given to me, um, you know, like, hey, this ha used to happen all the time. They moved out of state. They're going to find a new dad and all this other kind of stuff. And and I just uh, wouldn't hear it. You know, I just would not hear it. No, those are those. They're my babies. They're my children. And if we spend most of our time on Facebook, five uh, not Facebook, but FaceTime five days a week, and I get to see them physically once a month, and it's a long game. I know my kids are going to get older. They're going to be able to travel by themselves on the plane eventually. Um, and I keep working like I'm working. I'm going to retire early. You know, so I'll be able to make all the games and stuff. But you can be an active dad if you're not uh, there. And then when the moms have issues, uh, try to solve them. You know, if she's short on rent or she's short on something or you're dealing with something, look at it to like, instead of jumping in and being like, why are you not doing this? And I'm sending this and I'm dealing with that. Again, the short game is what's best for my kids. And sometimes, you know, and not all of us financially can afford because child support is expensive. And, you know, and sometimes you get caught up in stuff like uh, the lifestyle they're accustomed to. I don't even know what that means. But, uh, you know, or you deal with somebody who's still trying to hurt you. There's there's sides, but those things pass and um, good men find a way. I really believe that. I know we're not fashionable anymore. And everyone's anti-man right now, but we, we men do great things. Don't get a lot of credit for it, but that's that's kind of the point. Yeah, very well said. And I think the co-parenting a challenge for so many dads out there. I know from just so many that reach out to me. But I think right now, personal responsibility is something that's being avoided. I think maybe in this century, perhaps. Uh, we've had more excuses than any other time in throughout history. It seems to be like a, an excuse friendly atmosphere where everyone's telling you it's not your fault. It's somebody else's fault. I know just from being a recovering alcoholic fault. and an addict, you know, I, I, I always had that. It's I had every other reason why I was drinking and why I was drugging because it wasn't me. And until I turned that light bulb on and said, wait a minute, maybe I should put myself on this blame list that I have accumulated uh, that I could start the process of moving forward with that. And I think we see that so much in our society. And you're right. Uh, there's been an attack on masculinity. 
Uh, men are looked down upon now. Their role in the family is not looked up the way it used to be. And I think I think that's all contributing to the fact that we're seeing less dads involved in their kids' lives. And as a result, we're seeing more fatherless kids end up in the prison system committing all these crimes. As we see crime rate go up, it's coinciding with the fatherless rate going up. And I just think if we could just strengthen the nuclear family units or get dads just in back involved in their kids' lives, that most of the trouble that we're seeing in our country would start to go away. I mean, the biggest thing is you just have to remember, and like I said, this is just from my personal experience, so uh, I'm by no means an expert, but I, I am with my heart. I know uh, that when the expression is like, I'll walk through fire for my kids. Well, sometimes you have to prove it. And sometimes it'd be a lot easier if it was just a fire pit. Sometimes it's hearing every mistake you made. Sometimes it's hearing how you're not a real man. Sometimes it's hearing about, you know, you, you lost your job, you got laid off and, you know, your money's tight. And every time you call, you hear, well, I need this and I need this and you're not doing your part. Well, you're still present, still there to help with homework, still there to talk about their day, still there to just sit and watch a movie with them. Uh, A lot of times my kids like to go to sleep with their FaceTime on with me in in the hotel and stuff. Uh, There's no monetary price on that. But, you know, sometimes like, hey, I lost my job, but hey, I can come cut the grass this weekend or come take a walk for a walk. Like I just want to spend time with my child. Like you got to eat a lot of crow. And again, if your mindset is always, it's about seeing my children, then you're going to sleep well at night. But when you let pride, when you let victimhood overtake your fatherhood, um, it's, you won't see it now. You won't see it while you're in it. But one day you're going to be looking back on your life and you're going to realize that the 20 years that you could have been trying to see your kids is gone and they they don't need you. You know, that's the one thing is like once once you're gone, uh, you know, perfect example, uh, my father was not in my life at all. And when he attempted to try to be in my life, I was a grown ass man. I'd already figured everything out. And I just very nonchalantly just said, I don't know you. I'm not going to know you. And when I needed you, you weren't there. Now I've, I've moved on and forgiven myself and therefore I've, and it goes back to what you're talking about. Once I made amends with a man in the mirror, I didn't need validation from him. I didn't need to hear the story. I didn't need to hear I fought and I never could find you and like all that kind of stuff. You didn't find me. And I was able to grow up and, and be successful without you. So at this point, um, I'm going to say no thank you on the relationship. So because it's more about for you than it is for me. And you're not a role model that I want my kids around because you gave up, you know, for 40 years. So that's not somebody that I want around my kids. And and you can say that when you're present and you're doing your thing. And again, like I said, I get my ass kicked at least twice a week, <laughs> every week twice a week but when i get smiles and i just got a text while we're talking saying i love you daddy i'll call you after school that's worth every ass whipping every i told you so you're not that funny i don't know what seat america sees in you blah 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 blah. so be it i wear you know i know what you cheer for so your booze give me self-esteem and i always say i know how to play i tell my kids all the time daddy knows how to play on the road I can get booed all day, but as long as I'm seeing you and we're talking on this phone, then so be it. And um, it does work. And again, um, my my kids' moms aren't all monsters, and that's not what I'm saying. But you're going, we're going to have disagreements. Uh, you're going to have fights because you know we both have vested interests 
in our children and very passionate about what's best for our children. And sometimes uh, you have just physiological, you just have philosophical differences on what you want your kids to, to be exposed to now more than ever. And uh, getting mad and throwing your hands up and saying the hell with this doesn't help your children at all. And a lot of times forces the issue that you're feeling strongly about. So it's about communication. It's about, you know, for guys, you got to be able to talk straight to the guy in the mirror. And you got to remember what the mission is. The mission is to get time with your children. And uh, we always hear the thing, I take a bullet for my kids. Well, then you should be able to take dealing with someone who's being verbally mean to you or whatever, because that's kind of like, we're built for that. So, uh, and it is tough. But then when you get your moments, uh, when your daughter holds your hand when you cross the street without asking her, you know, or when your son calls you up just to talk to you about customizing his Dragon Ball Z action figures, uh, that those are the moments that I, it's all worth it. I can be every name in the book. I can be that guy, loser, horrible lover, whatever they want to hit me with that day. Um, I got an appointment to talk about customizations and my daughters are doing fashion shows for me and showing me what they want to do. And, and every, they're all into their, they're all building their own cartoons and TV shows and stuff. And uh, the fact that I'm the first guy on the call list uh, to discuss it. And uh, I take a lot of pride in that. So there's no, there's no ass chewing. I won't take uh, be with my kids. And again, I'm telling you uh, if there's a dad who's on the ropes right now or feeling like he's about to throw his hands up, just one I love you makes it all better. Um, I, I, I'm telling you from personal experience. And the more you kill them with kindness, the stronger you get. Guarantee it. And it's not easy. Trust me. You do a lot of this. You do a lot of this. But again, it's for it's for them. Yeah, and uh, listen, obviously, you know, breaking that cycle of the fact that your father wasn't in your life, you had no relationship with him and you have broken that chain and you are now involved in your kids' lives and doing it. That's what we need more of. I mean, that's the only way that we're really going to solve this because there's so many kids that are growing up without a dad or a father figure. So if those guys continue to do the same thing, we're in a lot of trouble here. So it's going to take a turnaround like what you're doing right here and your story, I know will be definitely inspiring to so many different guys that are in a similar situation. So props to you. And obviously, you know, you, you have the book, you do the wrestling, you're doing the gut field, you're doing the stand up. What, 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 what do you got next? What's what are you working on right now? What do you what, you got anything coming up in the future here? What's like the big? You got something else you're working on here? What's coming next for Tigers? I got another, I got another book I'm working. on. I mean, my goal is uh, twenty thirty. I'm out the game and I'm just a traveling dad going to games and and uh, you know I, I have my kids late in life, but like I'm I'm gonna be around for the fun part when they get ready to go to high school and stuff to be hopefully. Uh, but again, four four miles to feed. Um, is a lot. So I got a lot of jobs, but, uh, and right now everybody needs glasses. Um, and everyone, a, a couple of them are starting to talk about, they want to they need uh, braces and stuff. So it's getting doing all that right now, doing all that right now, glasses, braces, the whole bit, you know, and, uh, I always say it wasn't my plan to have, uh, four kids with four different moms, but it's the way it's what happened. And I wouldn't trade, that for anything in the world right now. I love the fact that all my kids' hair don't match. I love that they're all different and unique and funny and and so intelligent and different versions of me. And uh, once you embrace that, and I don't owe anyone an explanation. I don't owe some stranger on the street or when I travel with my kids and the TSA agent, you know, does the like, oh, what's your name? Hi, I'm 11. Hi, I'm 11. Hi, I'm 11. And they look at me and I'm like, they're with me. Kiss my ass. Like, these are my babies. And <laughs> 
Um, you know, and eventually uh, one of the things that um, I like in my book, in my other book, people ask, well, why don't you talk about my kids? And I'm like, because that story hasn't finished yet. And that's their story. And when they, if they want to talk about because they're going to have questions for me. And they might be angry at me. And they might want to know why I wasn't always there in the beginning. And I'm going to have to answer those questions. And I'm not going to put my children's story on a piece of paper for a dollar bill when it's their story. And if they say, Dad, I want you to tell our story when they're old enough to understand it and get work through their own stuff. Because I have bills to pay. I'm going to have to at some point explain these things to my children. But it's not going to be some stranger out the street walking up to them going, hey, in Chapter 13, when I heard about this and this. With your dad, I think that's great. So, uh, and it's a great story, and it could, <coughs> but that's about um, part of being my father is you have to protect your children at all times, uh, even at the cost of yourself. Um, so, when it comes to my kids' story, it's off limits. You know, that's something that we'll we'll talk about, and if they want to share that story, then we'll write a book together. If we, and, and again, as long as we're good and my family's okay, you don't have to explain a damn thing to any stranger, any coworker. You know, you, you should never be ashamed uh, of your children, whatever your circumstances is. And if you are, that's something wrong with you, and you need to fix that in your head, because I don't care if you were 18 and you ended up with two kids or whatever the situation was, and you did, fatherhood was dropped on you while you're still a child yourself. Uh, there's a tremendous opportunity in there to inspire, to work hard, to find a way you might not be able to go to the club. You might not be able to have a car with a 32-inch rims. You might not be able to have the fat gold chain. And you sacrifice all those things to take care of your children. But that is going to come back to you more than you'll ever know. Way more than any somebody stopping you and saying, nice chain. You know, it's just priorities. And like I said, I'm, I'm talking from a place of wisdom now. And trust me, I was not uh, excited about fatherhood when it first fell on me. I wanted to blame people fully. And, you know, just like every other gambit of emotions, and it's not fair and how this happened to me and, you know, um, you know, damn very well how it happened. So, uh, <clears throat> but again, I look back on it and um, I'm proud of the choices I made and, and I love being a dad and I'm still learning and I'm still growing and uh, I don't always get it right. But that's kind of the point. I don't think any parent ever gets it right, but it's about figuring it out and learning from your mistakes and um that formula is working and i have three or four sorry um growing healthy happy um kids who are who are flourishing and like i said uh we do things you know we have our, our family chat line where I, the text is between us all day just checking in on each other and then at night we have our family facetime and and as long as no one's in trouble it has an early bed uh Although uh, one of my daughters is having a hard time with the Wi-Fi, so she hasn't been able to do Fortnite with us for a couple of days. But do I want to spend my nights playing Fortnite, getting killed by uh, 11-year-olds and an 8-year-old when I talk trash over me all the time? No, but it's what I it's what I do. Uh, <laughs> I get to be there with them and uh, the jokes on them because we're all linked. I can monitor all their social media activity and be like, ah, we don't do this and we don't do that. So uh, it's a double-edged sword. But you find a way and. I will be like, oh, got to go, Jack. I got Fortnite in, you know, 20 minutes. It's a part of my responsibility, just like if I was there tucking them in every night, which I'm un unable to do right now. But it doesn't mean I can't be there when the lights go off. Yeah, very cool, Tyrus. I, I, I love what you're doing. And you probably touched on 
some of this as you were talking through through the conversation here. But the last thing I want to hit you with, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that brand new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Um, my advice is learn everything. Um, get read books, ask questions. Uh, if you have the opportunity, if you have the grandfather, if you have the dad, ask questions and enjoy it man. enjoy it because um as much as you can i mean you got to work you got to pay the bills but i'm telling you right now uh leaving your kids at home to go out and see what you're missing you're missing more at home like enjoy staying home with your kids learn to change those diapers uh be the one to jump up at three in the morning to burp them and stuff because that bond that you're creating will last you forever. And so you don't want to pass those moments up if, and enjoy the moment. I'd be like, absolutely questions and enjoy the moment. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. There's been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Tyrus, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. <laughs> and hit me up anytime. Love the conversation.